Welcome to episode 106 of Nobody Special. On this episode, Caleb constructs his faith story. The Gospel Outpost presents Nobody Special. Welcome to Nobody Special, to Nobody's talking about the somebody who matters. I'm Danny, the host and construction boy of Nobody Special. And I'm Caleb, you're the host of Nobody Special. This is a podcast where two generations of people talk about God, pop culture, politics, and everything in between, all while not taking any of it too seriously. Hello, Caleb. Hello. We have a bit of a special episode planned today. Yes. Actually, the next two episodes. The next well, two episodes, this including one this one. And yeah. yeah. And the one after this. And the one after it. Who knows? Maybe we'll just keep going. It's going to be a new podcast. Uh, so, so for starters, though, I need to apologize for something. What did you do, Danny? So sometimes when you upload podcasts to your hosting thing, they ask a question at the end that says, does uh, this episode contain explicit language? Oh. Yeah. So another thing I noticed is that the numbers on the last episode – they weren't great, despite I thought it was a really great episode, personally. Uh-huh. Yeah. But the numbers didn't, you know, they were fine. They were fine. Yeah. So, they also put the, uh, does this episode contain explicit language uh, question uh-huh. right next to the question for, do you want to schedule this for a future time? Because uh-huh. I, I, I get them on, and then I get them out at a specific time. They come out. It's 6.30 in the morning every time. Mm -hmm. And what happened was the last episode was marked as explicit. You're doing a lot of cussing up in here, huh? Mm, My bad. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, I actually got a text from a person like, hey, um, what does this E by the name mean? Um, And 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 I said, well, it means it's an explicit podcast, but in this case, it means I screwed up at eleven thirty at night. Yeah, uh, yeah. So anyway, um, my bad. So now we have a list of things to check before I hit publish. That's funny. Yeah, dude. It was uh, it was crazy though, but it was a good episode. I thought it was a good episode. Gosh, what did it's people not think explicit. when they saw that? Hmm? Nobody special off the deep end, right? <laughs> is, is nobody special after dark? Yeah, yeah. Nick so, at um, night. <laughs> nobody at yeah. night. Yeah, no, we're t- we're taping a little bit early, uh, and it's been a long day for both of us. So, and a special episode. So, we're really we're both. I I would say both of us uh-huh. are not sure what we're gonna say today. Yeah, could I'm a, I might I need to put the explicit tag on this one. Who really knows? Could go in any direction. I know. So, um. No, so uh, it's a bit of a special episode, so we're going to annex our normal 20 minutes of banter. Gosh, it normally is like 15. Yeah, it's pretty bad. we got to cut that down. Yeah. We're not interesting enough for that. Yeah. Um, so, there's been this trend going around the internet. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of it? It's the Ice Bucket Challenge, and I won't know. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> actually, I never did that. I got nominated. I was like, oh, I ain't doing that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> they'll no. raise enough money yeah on their they'll be own. fine <laughs> like, oh um, my gosh <laughs> that's I, terrible i mean they're a good organization no no now we're no, back to banter <laughs> what was supposed to happen is that either i nominate five people mm-hmm. and they have to do it right or i pay my way out of it by yeah. donating 
and all it turned into is I'm nominated here's ice water and I pour it on other people yeah. the actual thing they're trying to raise money for people forgot about that really yeah. quickly and it just became, it just became like ice bucket I'm challenge. doing the ice bucket challenge to raise awareness for something I'm like something. ah it's to raise awareness yeah. though like you gotta raise gotta awareness to raise there. awareness <laughs> of ice and the bucket challenges and the many yeah. people that died from that not even joking. <laughs> People died from ice bucket challenge. Oh, there was like one girl where the person accidentally dropped the whole bucket on their head and it snapped their neck and they died. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's terrible. What? Yeah, Wait, seriously? No, yeah, seriously. <laughs> it was oh, on and video, a of course. Video of it. That's horrible. Yeah. Oh, that's okay. Yeah, I don't there's wanna... always there's always some like off. Oh, this segment's getting cut. This just <laughs> took a turn. Uh, <laughs> All right, what put, are we talking about today, Danny? Put the explicit tag on. There we go. <laughs> no, um, so there's been a trend on, on on the internet. I think we've even talked about a few of them, this whole uh, a deconstructing a faith journey. Yes. Um, the first person that comes to mind that did this, there was a person from, I think, Hillsong a Worship that, for lack of a better word, uh, defected from the faith and, and gave this defected yeah the, the this big kind of um explanation as to why they're departing the faith mm-hmm. um and then after that another big name i mean other people <laughs> have done it after that but then uh the other big it was joshua harris and i know our podcast talked about that um and in and, and then two episodes ago uh we talked about ear biscuits and Is that two all, episodes ago yeah i thought that was just one episode oh wow that was two yeah, episodes yeah. ago yeah two Man. episodes ago I, th- uh, I talked about ear biscuits and and them uh, doing a what is up to now. Um, it's like a six part kind of series. They started off. They had the first four. They did something for a week. They came back to it, gave their kind of feedback on it, and and as of today, another episode came out. Them being asked, are they afraid of hell? And I haven't had time to go through that. Uh, so yeah, we'll see if we want to talk about hell at some point, but. Um, what I don't want to do is just turn this podcast into I disagree with ear biscuits. Yeah, mainly because I'd have to rebrand and you know rename it. Uh, and I don't want to do that. Um, yeah. So so, but it's it's come off to me that this idea of of deconstructing my faith has kind of turned into a fad a bit. Yeah. It's it's become trendy to kind of stand up and kind of claim bold like i am leaving the faith and here's the reasons why and i just feel as if on one end i'm glad to have the feedback of struggles people go through in their faith i'm right i'm glad for that on the other end there isn't anything comparable on the other kind of uh a kind of end of that. I mean, in most of these deconstruction stories, it's them kind of dunking on Christianity a little bit. Uh, and, and that I thought, I kind of thought about it was a bit of a problem. I mean, my, my views on it is mm-hmm. like, yeah, <laughs> they're going to dunk yeah. on Christianity. Yeah. I mean, cause like if you don't believe it right in it anymore, why would you like right. try and be nice about it? Well, it's, and it's, it's I mean, it's like the same thing. Of course, I want to be loving, but like, I'm sure. not gonna be like, oh, I used to mm-hmm. be Buddhist, but you know, it's 
it's all right. Right. You know, it's it's well, like the. I mean, I, I have the I biggest. Was not Buddhist. Let me get it clarified. That was just an example. The biggest problem I've watched is that they're giving it in such a, a way that they can't be talked to about it. Mm-hmm. That their argument is unassailable at that point. That they can't actually kind of discuss it. And then, uh, Christians, they're just going like, "That's incredibly sad." And it is sad. I do think it's sad. Um, so. For the next two episodes, uh, Caleb and I are going to be constructing our faith and yep. and taking through the journey of not just telling our, our our testimony of this is how I came to Christ, but to be honest about some of the struggles and then getting through them and 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 persevering through those things. And yeah. um, and to me, I'm kind of going off of a First Peter three thirteen through sixteen. Caleb, do you want to read that yep. for us? Now, who is there to harm if you are zealous for what is good? But even if you should suffer for righteousness' sake, you will be blessed. Have no fear of them, nor be troubled. But in your hearts, honor Christ the Lord as holy, always being prepared to make, the def- to make a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you. Yet do it with gentleness and respect, having a good conscience." So that when you are slandered, those who revile your good behavior, behavior in Christ may be put to shame. So the goal of this, I mean, I know it's been probably preached a thousand times, but always be prepared to give an account for the faith that you have and, and being able to tell that story. This is a bit different than our testimony. This is just an, a, a, a construction of our faith on coming to Christ and then growing in Christ. And uh, Caleb has agreed to go first. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so so the uh, amount of personal mine is going to be will be dictated by how personal <laughs> his is. So anyway, Caleb, uh, tell me all about your sins. Just right yeah. on. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, no, this has uh, been an interesting process. Because, mm-hmm. like, I mean, I, I've we came up with the idea probably a little bit after the Red and Link episode. Mm-hmm. And so I've been, like, kind of thinking yeah. about it. But today I did laundry, and I just kind of sat there in the laundry mat and, like, just wrote down a bunch of stuff and, you know, highlighted the stuff I want to talk about. I did it mainly just as, like, a, a throw-up, just getting right. everything down on paper, right. and now I'm just going through points that I think are important. Mm-hmm. But, you know, let me just, you know, pre- preface? How do you say that word? Preface. Preface, yeah. yeah. yeah preface. <laughs> I, I never noticed it was, like, preface or preface. Um, so it's like, so, a, it's like rolling the dice every Preface, time. that would be the face <laughs> before the face. <laughs> yeah. So. But... You know, just to preface that, you know, this, all the stuff I'm bringing up may sound like some of it, not all of it, but like some may sound sad or like not full of life, (laughs) Mm -hmm. if you know what I mean. But it's it's not like I, you know, have had a bad childhood or have not been happy. I've actually luckily never really dealt with depression and I've been lucky for, you know, in that sense. But, you know, this is the stuff that I highlighted that it's kind of the things that impacted me the most and got me to mm-hmm. where, you know, I gave my life to Christ. And then after that, I'll talk about, you know, why I mm-hmm. still believe it and mm-hmm. why it's so important to me. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, if I have any questions or 
You can ask you questions throughout too. or throughout. But if you have any any clarifying things, I got so, some real zingers at the end. Yeah. In the very beginning, you know, I, I, was I've not been a Christian. My almost said that. Wow, that was bad. I've not been a Christian my whole life, <laughs> but I've grown up in church. You know, since I can remember, and I've been to all types of churches. I remember the first one I remember was in Pensacola or Brownsville, some something like that. Um, and that was like a very gospel you know, yelling pastor, mm-hmm. like you said, fire and brimstone. Right. I remember asking my mom, I used to ask my mom, like, why is he, why is he so angry why all is the he time? angry? Doesn't he have the joy of the Lord? Yeah. <laughs> um, and, yeah. So, no, what would your mom say? Sorry. I can't remember. Like, like, what did she say? Like, why is that man angry and yelling at us? <laughs> I can't remember. Right I do church. remember asking that question, though. But, and. Karen, if you're listening, we, we're, we're going to need that answer. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, and then we've been to like bigger churches, like we've moved to Georgia and there's one up there called Perimeter, I believe is the one we went to. Mm-hmm. And that one's, you know, bigger than the one we were at before. Then mm-hmm. we came down to Florida and we went to Christ the Redeemer Church and that was kind of a mid-sized, smaller, yeah. I'd say. Uh, it's, it's mid. Pretty, yeah, it's, it's mid. mid. Yeah. Um, and that's where probably were the longest until... You know, now I'm at 1122, um, which is another church in Jacksonville. And so... It's classified as super mega. So, yeah. yeah. Now it is, yeah. yeah. My first one actually wasn't crazy big, but... <laughs> the screaming yelly one? No, no, the... Because when I first went to 1122, it was just San Pablo. Oh, yeah. So it was like... We're still... There was still, yeah, it was still, still pretty big. Still large, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so I've been in church, like, my whole life... None of it really, like, mattered to me, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, I knew the stories and everything. And it's not like I had any, like, thought. I didn't really have any thoughts on it. Like, mm-hmm. it was just kind of part of life. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I, where I kind of feel like everything picked up was at a, when we moved to Jacksonville mm-hmm. first. And right. so, like... You know, at home life was fine. You know, there's stuff going on, of course. I mean, I think everyone deals with stuff at home. And, you know, it's just, you know, things like, I feel like the things that affected me most were the views of my parents. Like, Mm -hmm. to be honest, I don't have a lot of childhood memories of, like, my siblings that much. Mm -hmm. But, you know, you pay a lot of attention to your to your parents and right like let's just say like, i'm not gonna get into it nothing was perfect you know it was probably less than perfect but everyone was working on it and we were all conscious of it and mm-hmm. so like there's that tension i feel like you know everyone at home i have four siblings and so you know <laughs> a lot of yeah a lot of children but like everyone knew that there was tension but you know we were still like happy overall i'd yeah. say you know everyone yeah. got along of course you know as kids you argue i used to hate my sister caitlin so much <laughs> love you caitlin. Hi, caitlin thank you for um, listening yeah <laughs> yeah but uh you know things were but it was like still stressful to know like mm-hmm. that there's this kind of like unsettled uncomfortable feeling sometimes and at home and so like you know 
and it's important to note, like, my mom was the religious leader of the household, and, you know, she's great and doing the best she mm-hmm. could, of course, for, yeah. like, having five children. Yeah. And, and my dad it was an awesome dad, but he, he wasn't a Christian, and, like, he didn't really, you know, hold that against anybody, if you know what I mean. Right. He was very good and still is it very good you know, about like it anti-christian but didn't right, adhere yeah. to the faith kind of a yeah thing. he didn't yeah. go to church yeah. um you know but you know it, it like it still affected you and of course like you i loved my dad and before i even really knew what mm-hmm. like being saved was or the full mm-hmm. gravity of that like i still wanted that and want it for him today and, and so you know that's that was like that affected things, especially at church, because I remember kids, like, being like, where's your, uh, you know, where's your dad? Because, like, everyone mm-hmm. else, is, it was a very common thing, especially at Redeemer. I feel like both parents always went, even if, like, it's, you know, one of them didn't really believe in it, or, you know, like, <laughs> it sounds terrible. But, I mean, like... I know what you mean, though. It's I just, mean, like, I mean, the church the, culture. Yeah, you know, well, your family goes to church. That's, I mean, that's just, like, church culture across the board, especially yeah. back then. It, I, the the three spikes in church attendance are Christmas, Easter, and you want to guess the third one? Mother's Day. Mother's Day. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Christmas, Easter, and a Mother's Day. Do you know the thing that happens to Father's Day attendance? Hmm. Now most people say it goes down. It doesn't. It actually doesn't do anything. Um, That's the, the gift to moms on uh, a Mother's Day is everyone get in the car. We're going to church, um, and God bless the mothers that are doing that. But the yeah. dads like uh, pancakes and sports. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Please don't make me go to the hymn sing place. So. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> um, but it was definitely a thing because, like, kids would always ask me, and especially, like, my friends. I was very I was very shy. That's an important mm-hmm. note. I was always no. very, <laughs> oh my gosh. very shy. You, you, when we first met, sorry, not to, like, jump in your story, no, but fine. you, you didn't, you didn't say, I mean, we met, and I think a month after that, <laughs> you spoke to me. Yeah. You know, didn't hate right. me or anything, but it was like, hey, Kib, how you doing? Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, uh-huh, don't know what you said, but I'm assuming it was positive. Yeah, I was very quiet. I Yeah, I had a very hunchback, I remember that. I Just low confidence overall. Yeah. And, like, very, like, I just kept everything to myself. Yep. And, I mean, I feel like a lot of that was due to, like, home life. Once again, like, nothing, like, everyone was trying their best. Like, I'm mm-hmm. not doing this to point fingers, you know, but, right. like, you know, things always play into you, and especially when you grew up, grow up at home, and you know, and it's a tense environment. Sometimes right. it's like, you know, it's you just kind of shelter yourself a bit, right? And so that's kind of how I was, but eventually, I mean, it's probably I want to say like a year after I started going to Christ the Redeemer mm-hmm. that uh, like I finally made friends and like started talking to. Um, you know, we had a, had a pretty close knit group of friends there and, you know, yeah, I mean, yes, very much so (laughs) that, um, that, yeah, that group, I, I don't, I'm jumping in your story. I'm sorry. That group though, that, that was, if I could have duplicated that in other people, I would have done that. 
Mm-hmm. And on times, I personally, I had to make some hard choices during that time, which we'll get into. But that was always the, I and I hated that I had to do this, but to you and the two or three others, I had to go, they have a leader who cares about them, they'll be fine, go handle the fire. Yeah. And I had to go hands off for a lot of it, and I hated every single moment of that. Yeah. You know? Sorry. Sorry. That w- But no, I'm just trying to say, like, he was spiritual a rock star then even if he didn't know it yet so (laughs) but yeah but like getting back into like once i had those friends and started you know growing relationships with them like it became very evident that you know my dad wasn't there because they started like actually you know once we hanged out Mm -hmm. but like you know everyone still once we they had play dates is what we used to call them I remember a day we, we like, definitively switched over to let's hang out. It was, like, a, a active choice in a conversation. Because oh. we used to call a play date. Hey, you want to have a play date you know, my house? How long did this go on for? I don't know. I can't – I don't know the time frames on this. this Karen, like, again. <laughs> oh, he was well 14. Yeah, like, <laughs> probably. I wouldn't be surprised. Hey, you want to have a play date? But and they they like got to know my dad from mm-hmm. from hanging out yeah at my house and but you know but it was still at first it was a it was a thing that affected it and it mm-hmm. wasn't like they intentionally did it um, but like it was always a very felt like derogatory just because everyone else's parents were there and and like they didn't really mm. know how to handle that conversation if you know what I mean. <laughs> So it was. It always they went talk very louder, poorly. Like, oh, good for you! Like, why? Why is that your choice? Yeah. Um, and so, like, that brought some frustration with like mm-hmm. Christianity, mm-hmm. and in like the Christian circles, and which was really the only circle in mm-hmm. my life. I mean, I had school, of course, um, and and like I had, like I didn't really know much about it, but I remember just being like frustrated and you know sheltered because like another thing was you know all my friends were saved and baptized mm-hmm. and, you know could speak in tongues and stuff like that and i was like still just i was very far behind um and when when, when was sorry when was the tongue speaking i don't know okay i, don't, <laughs> I, I remember it, that might have been later but okay um, I mean, I still can't speak tongues. It might just not be my spiritual gift, but that's all right. Idea toilet? Speaking in tongues. <laughs> Keep going. Yeah. Um, but I actually, side note, I did have a dream like a year ago that I started speaking in tongues, and it was really weird. But crazy. Speaking. Yeah. And dreams <laughs> and interpretations. But this, this kind of... Just in all kinds of shows today. <laughs> yeah. This... That kind of like brought up these feelings of like frustration and mm-hmm. not being good enough, and of course this is all just like lies. You know, right. looking back, right? You know, you can see that very clearly, right? And it was kind of in uh, kind of a I felt inadequate type thing, right? Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, and so like that's just kind of was a part of it, I and mean, it was I like. I can see it more now, if you mm-hmm. know what I mean. Like this yeah. is, this is very different. This is the first time I've like gone back and actually like observed and thought about all these times in my life. So this mm-hmm. is very interesting, right? Um, all the stuff I've like found, but you know, I I could tell that that was kind of, you know, 
a thing, and it definitely affected me. I mean, it still does today. I think that affects everyone, like not feeling good enough, and it's definitely a real, a real thing. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, things. I feel like things kind of picked up a bit at home, and like in the sense that like we're getting a little bit. There's more tension and stuff, mm-hmm. and you know, I, I didn't. I wasn't good at dealing with any of that, so I would just... I remember my things were YouTube, like, Legos, Mm -hmm. drawing, and, like, just having hanging out with friends just to, like, get out and get my mind off things. So, like, I just wouldn't ever try and think about it. And and so, like, that obviously just (laughs) not good, you know, because it builds up. Like, this thing inside of you just kind of builds up over time. And, and like, really, things weren't, like, crazy, crazy serious. Like, looking mm-hmm. back. But, like, as a kid, everything is always blown up, if you know what I mean, in our minds, uh, typically. I mean, like, I wouldn't I wouldn't downplay a struggle because other people's struggle is bigger, though. Do you know what I mean? Well, yeah. It's I like, mean, it, 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 it feels, was real stuff that you were going through. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm, even I'm trying to... when it's more real stuff for other people, it probably feels, honestly, like, the same. You know, yeah. It's just... Yeah. It's just a different perspective. Right, but right. there's one story in particular where, like, it was kind of like the cherry on top. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was uh, a youth trip. Mm-hmm. And it was to go to Universal Rock the Universe. Is that what it's called? Where it's like the Christian, um, like, uh, music groups. Yeah, uh, yeah, that was Rock the Universe. Uh, yeah. uh, this is at... Redeemer, right? Christ yeah. Redeemer. Yeah, okay. So, yeah. Yeah, that would have been Rock the Universe. Rock the Universe. Yeah, My and it was like 60. favorite trip we did every year. <laughs> yeah. Hated it. It was 60 bucks, and I really wanted to go because, excuse me, mm-hmm. just burps, um, because all my friends were going and stuff, and mm-hmm. I remember I had 60. I'd, like, saved up money. And it was in my wallet. And, uh... <coughs> I remember, like, it, like, just disappeared. Yeah. And it was, like, really frustrating, and, like, I got really annoyed because I wanted to go, and, and like, then I remember talking to you, and you said that you would get me covered somehow. Mm-hmm. And that was, like, very, like, a serious thing for me because, like, I always remembered, you know, money being kind of, mm-hmm. like, tight-ish. Yeah. At certain times in my right. childhood, not like during the whole thing, right? Um, so it was like the gravity of like money was a real thing to me, yeah. And like I didn't take it very lightly, especially mm-hmm. when it, when it was like my birthday and stuff. Mm-hmm. I was always trying to be very like conscious of what I would choose yeah. for my presents and stuff, especially for stupid getting all the things you're building. Like man, the Lego sets are. Lego sets crazy expensive. Yeah, I always I wanted the three hundred dollar castle as a kid. It's like, nah. How about the small one? I think I calculated that I've my childhood. I spent this number's not important over like three thousand dollars on Lego sets. Yeah. Wow. Way to waste three thousand dollars. So thanks, young Caleb. Um, (laughs) could have gotten to college. Just kidding. (laughs) With my three thousand dollars. <laughs> Could have gone to college. <laughs> no. <sighs> no. Um but yeah, that was like super mm-hmm. like stressful for me. Yeah. 
And then I remember it coming. That was like sometime in September was that trip. Mm-hmm. It was coming up, and and then it was Youthquake Live. It was the big thing. Wait, wait, um, wait. Go back to the a Universal trip. I don't think we finished that one. Uh, it's it's not. It's Youthquake Live is part of it. Oh, okay. Sorry. It's okay. it. Yeah. So yeah. like that was kind of stressful. And then I remember it was like Youthquake Live that Friday night. I think that was like Wednesday was mm-hmm. when that happened, or sometime during the week. And mm-hmm. then Friday night was Youthquake, and I never enjoyed going to Youthquake. That sounds terrible. I never Are we doing did. this. Are we? <laughs> um, just because, like, I don't know why I was. I would always want to just like stay home and not go out uh-huh. on for Youthquakes. Yeah. But, uh, but this time I went, and I remember I was sitting with Joe, and oh, I just, I just said all their names. Let's <laughs> <give> names. Uh, <laughs> A last name and address too. No, you, yeah. You, oh yeah, he wasn't on cast yet. He no, was no, too this young. Was, yeah, yeah. This was the year yeah, before. You were I was, like seventh grade. I, I think. was twelve years old. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So yeah, this yeah. was the year before we all joined. Um, but yeah, we were all me and all my friends were sitting together, and I remember at the end of the night it was like the altar call. I mean, if you've mm-hmm. been to like any camp, it's basically similar where they, right. you have like the the speaker, right? And, you know, and they preach, and I don't even remember like listening to the sermon, but just like the altar call came. And it was just, I mean, I was in middle school. Come yeah. on. <laughs> what do you expect? Right. Um, and, like, I just felt this overwhelming, like, sense to just go to the altar. I was like, yeah. it never happened before. And I was like, what is going on? Yeah. Like, this force was just, yeah. like, pushing me. And, like, I remember getting there, just kneeling down. And, like, all I needed to hear in all of this was... Like, I remember very clearly, it was just like, everything is going to be all right. It was as simple as mm-hmm. that. That's just yeah. the only thing that God really told me that night. And it, like, just with that, everything was just kind of, like, opened. You mm-hmm. know, everything was real. It wasn't just, you know, me going to church. It was like, okay, wow, God's real, heaven mm-hmm. and hell. Like, I remember just flashing into my brain all at mm-hmm. once. I can yeah. remember, like, the feeling of it, too. Yeah. Um, And just, like, the, like, holy... I almost said I almost said the the c word, not the bad c word. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> holy <God>. poop! <laughs> and uh, and like I remember just like sobbing mm-hmm. and like uncontrollably, just because everything was real mm-hmm. and you know that weight was just lifted. Because that's mm-hmm. all I really needed to hear, and it wasn't like I was wasn't hearing that from other people in my life, right? Um, you know, and it's and it was just like. Wow, right. that was crazy, and it was like this weight just lifted off my mm-hmm. my shoulders, and I remember just being very like joyful after that, and you know, very. And that I I wouldn't even say that that's when I was saved or when I surrendered my life to Christ. I I would say it was. I, I mean, yeah, I I would. I yeah, I'd probably you know. say it was. Um, but it was like. It was I the like first it, step. I mean, yeah, infants the first, don't yeah. sprint. They, it was. It was. I the was rebirth, a very gradual know? progress. I would say of my yeah, salvation. So was everyone. Yeah. 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 Um, but I mean, that but was that the, was the kicker. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was. Um. I mean, you know, kind of the same thing. I. I. I was there for that. Uh, usually, those kinds of altar calls as a youth pastor, I just. Not phone in, but mm-hmm. it's like. All right, they're calling them up. They're gonna have their people pray, and in and, and just to be honest, I've at those I watched a couple people 
commit their lives to Christ like at least 24 different times. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so if they're going up, I, I, I never followed anyone up and just, I was, uh, watching it go on and, and, Oh yeah. And this is I important to know this. that Daniel's the youth pastor. During oh yeah. I never yeah. brought that up. I was just like stalking him. <laughs> yeah. No, um, the, the, as I'm, it was like 10 o'clock. I was just waiting for this thing to get over. I'm just going to be fully honest. I'm like, I'm tired. I want to go home. And then God's like, hey, dummy, pay attention to your left. And and I'm watching young, shy Caleb here. Yeah. He thinks he's holding it together. <laughs> your boy's not. Like, you know. I, and I was like, oh, we're going tonight. And yeah. We're going tonight. <laughs> so he goes up there. and I and And I just had this thought of like, good. Yeah, it's finally happening, and and then I was about to sit down, and then thought like, nah, nope, we're going up, we're yeah. we're falling back, and end up um, I mean they take them back into the back so they can beat them, no, uh, yeah. so they can wow. uh, pray over them and Danny, <laughs> and, and that kind of stuff. <laughs> no, uh, what are uh, we the, a Catholic it, church? Oh, oh. <laughs> just clean, kidding, just kidding, get a clean take. Uh, no. <laughs> Uh, they take them back and pray over them in order uh-huh. to kind of w- walk them through the first steps of faith, and and I was like, no, nah, I'm not passing this one up. I'm yeah. not. I'm. I'm gonna do that. So I get back there. The person that's kind of sending them to different groups. I know her personally, Gail. I knew her personally, and I'm mm-hmm. like, hey, I'm with him. It doesn't really matter who you send me to. <laughs> like, yeah. And then end up in two people who I'm also there, a youth pastor, both named Zach, and I just stare at them both. So like, y'all got the easiest pick of the night because yeah. Sh- your boys got it. Like, and, I remember uh, yeah. I was just sobbing through that whole thing. Yep. Yep. Yeah. That was, it was yeah. like the craziest feeling ever, mm-hmm. but it was like I needed it. Yeah. You know when you just yeah. like – I feel like I, – I used to cry a lot, like not mm-hmm. – but I was I was a very sensitive kid. Right. Like there would be like small things that happened, like someone right. would get hurt. It wasn't right. even me, and I would be like sobbing. Right. <laughs> I was like, right. why did they get hurt? <laughs> right. Because it would just like freak me out. Right. But yeah, like this was just like – Yeah. And I mean I'm not telling gates. them my part to like bat – you know, pat myself on the back. It's that oh, no. I I knew there was something really deep going on, and I was like, "Nah, this is what. No, go with him, because yeah. it was important." So yeah, not that the others aren't. And that was probably you and I like our first connection that I remember. Like was then. I think we might have hung out like before then, outside of like you being my youth pastor. I don't know. We have I have a lot of gaps in the memory there. Yeah, yeah. but that was. At least from my memory, like the first time mm-hmm. we had like a yeah kind of personal yeah. connection, and but yeah, that night was uh, that was crazy, and that was where it all kicked off. So mm-hmm. that all that backstory yeah. you get to hear, yeah. Um, and my my faith from there was very like I want to say emotional, like just grateful for um you know god taking that weight off of me and i i remember being very just kind of you know it's not like circumstances uh started to change quickly right but uh you know it was my perspective mm-hmm. like change if you yeah. know what i mean yeah and uh you know it was just it was good and so that happened and then i mean i want to say it like I I didn't really fully understand the gospel until like a little bit, probably like a year after that. Mm-hmm. Um, but like 
my perspective changed because it was just like everything is real now. It wasn't just yeah. church. It was yeah. like, okay, I'm I can have a relationship with this guy. You know, like mm-hmm. like God isn't just this thing that I'm taught about. It's right someone who loves me and cares for me, and that you know, like, and it became very real. And so I feel like that was when I finally started to like catch up to other people and in in like faith sense and like i wasn't just attending church i was actually mm-hmm. yeah, participating like, yeah. participating yeah. yeah exactly so you know and and it was very uh i want to say like you know emotional that a section of my faith for like years after that i want to say until my like freshman year of high school mm-hmm. and i I'm, i joined youth quake you know the following year and and other things that like actually were uh, important too is like the you remember when we did those um, like little like I don't know Bible study things it was like just you and me after after school oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. those yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that I used to <sighs> hate I used to hate them to be truthful with you because yeah because it's like not a surprise. It Don't was, play poker. Uh, yeah, it was very like you would, you wouldn't force me to open up, but like it was like I knew I needed to, and I like do that. And I remember even like thinking about that night again, and like starting tearing up again. And it's like things like that where it was mm-hmm. it was my first kind of right time to open up and talk about um you know, faith one-on-one with someone yeah. uh, that wasn't, like, in my family or my mom. Right. And uh, so it was very good. And, um, you know, like, the Bible the Bible to me was still kind of, like, not – I didn't really want to read it. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. during that time of my yeah. life, to be honest. Right. But, you know, that's – and that's where it was, it was a very – like once again, an emotional ride, and I joined right. Youthquake, and it was great. Like being able to serve, mm-hmm. and um, you know that connecting in that way in my faith to God, and like little by little growing, growing in my relationship with God. It was still like very, you know, compared to like where I've been, where I am now. It's like mm-hmm. I was really nowhere in my mm-hmm. relationship with God yet, um, but it was. It was like just riding that wave, if you know yeah. what I mean. Yeah. And then it all, it was like high school. It all just like kind of, that wave just just ended. And it was kind of the time of my life where I was like, okay, like why why do I believe this? You know, mm-hmm. the, the, the emotions had faded. Yeah. And it was time to be like, you know, do I, do I believe this? Mm-hmm. Um, like... Is God even real? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, answering all these questions, and and it was a very. This is where I like said entered the logical phase of my faith, <coughs> and how you know, and I I remember you know praying and doubts are scary. Like it's yeah. it's a right. traumatizing right. thing to go through, and I mean I think especially all of us, these because it's it's. It's it's existential and permanent, yeah, and eternal. Well, I'm, I mean, it's it's a doubt that carries weight to it. 
Yeah. yeah. And like, and then I remember just bringing this, this fear, um, into my life of like, am I even saved? Mm-hmm. All these things. Um, and I remember talking about like you and I would hang out on a regular basis mm-hmm. at this point, and um, you know, I don't think you were the youth pastor there anymore. Uh, uh prob- probably not. I think you were working no. at Logos at that time. Um, my freshman on... year of high school. Uh, no, no. Uh, maybe uh, I. I don't know. That might have been. It, actually, it might have been like mid. Midway through high school, yeah. honestly, because yeah. you—I mean, that's part of like you're, we're getting into that next episode. But you moved to North Carolina Shoot, for a are bit. We? Okay, yes, um, we are. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. we are. <laughs> um, and then when we started hanging out was when mm-hmm. so you came back from North Carolina. Yeah, and um, and I remember so you that's, just that's, changed churches. Yeah, I yeah. think so. So that yeah. was. Yeah, this is the next big pivotal thing. And a, another important thing to note is my school. I was homeschooled. I was pulled out of school. So I was in public school until fourth grade, and then I was pulled out. Um, my mom pulled me out to homeschool. So mm-hmm. I did fourth grade again, and that um, that I had to redo that um, year, which sucked. But, you know, it was all right. Mm-hmm. It, was, it worked out better. Because yep. I wouldn't have, you know, met a lot of friends that I – did in high school mm-hmm. if I if that didn't happen and God used that of course, mm-hmm. but I moved into homeschooling and with classical conversations and those friends that I had at church you know they were my friends at school too now so mm-hmm. it wasn't like these severed things it was it was these two like my friends were just my friends I didn't yeah. have any other circles I didn't play sports I did have like art classes um, but like those were still people a lot of them were the ones that were in school with me. Mm-hmm. And so that was when I changed churches. Um, I remember this is big. I don't, I don't know why I didn't write this down, but uh, this was a big moment in my life. And I feel like that kind of fueled into a lot of this too of, you know, my mom kind of like a, my sister wasn't really getting, you know, she was never really a good fit for the church we were at. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my mom thought, you know, it was better for us to move on to a different church. Not because we didn't, like, mm-hmm. you know, appreciate it, but it was just time to, it was time to go. It was, looking back, cause it was a very clear transition time. Yeah. And my, my dad, he had transitioned jobs, too, mm-hmm. because of some stuff. And, and so it was actually, it was a very big switch. Like, this moment in my life was kind of very pivotal because, like, home life was improved by 100%, like, because a lot of the stuff going on at home, you know, anger, discomfort was, like, coming from my dad's job just because it wasn't a good yeah. fit for him and, you know, wasn't good for him emotionally, you know, spiritually, physically, mentally, like, yeah. anything. So this transition happened, and it was really, it was awesome. Like, you know, this is where everything, you know, I just got can i can just see a lot of healing you know and it was very it was happening like right in front of us you know all of us were seeing this happen and it was really good and 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 we decided to switch churches too we looked around for a little bit mm-hmm. but we another thing gosh i'm like i didn't actually plan this process yeah. this is why it's a little bit of we we had moved too so not only like yeah. did we yeah you were 
It was like full transition. Right. And, and that it was kind yeah. of the last uh, nail in the coffin. It was the because it's it it was a forty five minute drive and yep. um I think I actually did the math at one point to get to Redeemer. You would have driven by about a dozen churches mm-hmm. in order to get there, and it, it it's yeah. it's a long drive. It's a lot of gas during a time gas was expensive and an issue. Yeah, uh, and and this made more sense to be honest. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, no hate. That's yeah. So, so now, we had moved. It was it was from Ponte Vedra, like we were Ponte Vedra area yeah. or Green Cove, to like the heart of Jacksonville, basically. Yeah. Yeah. And so yeah, it was it was far away. Yeah. And so it was time to it's time to find a new church and I hated it. I couldn't stand that. Like I was mm-hmm. angry. Um very, very angry for a long time because it was like like I said, all of my friends were there. And because we were moving um you know, that, that changed school too. So like they were just like ripped yeah. out completely. Because the this homeschooling program, there's multiple communities within mm-hmm. Jacksonville, mm-hmm. so I went to a different one, and you know this it was literally it's crazy. Like my life just changed completely mm-hmm. over the course of like two months. Right, and it was it was scary, and I think that's why I was like very closed off, and that's where you know that like i said that emotional wave just kind of like fizzled out mm-hmm. yeah it's because things although they were like better overall right it was like you had to give up everything for choices that you didn't make and that and yeah and that's hard for anybody i mean even adults struggle through that i think a kids have a, a greater difficulty understanding that because they're mm-hmm. just kids yeah and it was a lot that you were handling so yeah and it's it was a thing of like, yeah, like everything, everything changed, and and there was like it's it's crazy. I mean, it's not like I didn't hang out with my friends a lot after that, but mm-hmm. when you don't see them, it just kind of fizzles yep. out after a while. And I did still do youth quake for a bit, and I would see them mm-hmm. there and in our practices and rehearsals for that, and so. Mm-hmm. So that was like, yeah, it was just kind of the end of a phase of my life, and that's where I found we we started going to eleven twenty two, which mm-hmm. ironically I, because of all the anger in my in my life, I hated eleven twenty two at first. Mm-hmm. Like I could not stand it. Oh, I yeah. found all of the reasons to oh, yeah. dislike it. To yeah, you know, oh, this kid at the youth group is right. just. Smell, such a butthole. Smells like cheese. <laughs> yeah. I don't like all go to these a church that smells like cheese. Weird excuses. It's in a Walmart. Ugh. Yeah. It's in a Walmart. <laughs> yeah. Um, and and it was like I didn't know anyone, and because of you know I was kind of getting my groove too, so I would say yeah. I was like less shy once I was in my groove. You know, I had mm-hmm. my friends at that church, and mm-hmm. and then I like this transition happened, and I just just like completely back to where I was before mm-hmm. on the, the shyness scale because yep. it was a new class, um, a new church. But, you know, this is where, like, I really <laughs> started my, I, w- I want to say, like, golden years mm-hmm. um, because, you know, those wounds heal mm-hmm. and, you know, those friendships, you know, you just kind of accept that they were kind of, 
not going to be the same that they were before right. ever again. So right. it's time to make new friends. And yep. so the, that really came from, you know, my new classmates who were awesome and just kind of ushered me in. Mm-hmm. And one of those classmates I figured out went to um, 1122 as well. So mm-hmm. we started hanging out a lot and we're, <laughs> we were great friends and mm-hmm. still are today. Yeah. Um, and hang out whenever he's back from college. And so, you know, so, like, that happened. And so, like, I just really began to mesh with that class. And that spiritual wave ended. And that's, getting back to where I was before, that's where all these questions came in. Mm-hmm. And I was really, like, just had all of these questions. And I brought a lot of them to you and talked about them. You know, luckily, you know, God brought these new classmates in my life that were mm-hmm. extremely intelligent and smart and doing really well in their mm-hmm. faith. So, you know, they were able to pour into me. And What's probably you, the, the, the biggest question that you had during this time? or The or biggest him, question, ironically? Um, I mean, biggest question or biggest challenge, I guess, I to, say to maintaining faith. The biggest question I had was just like, is it even real? Mm-hmm. And, you know, making up all these excuses of mm-hmm. why it might not be. Mm-hmm. And, like, and it's a very scary place to be. Yeah. It's like, you know, growing up in church, it's it's just this huge, like, mm-hmm. it's, it is ingrained in you that that's what it is. Yeah. You know, this is life. And so I feel like so, it was almost healthy to mm-hmm. have these doubts because it brought the perspective sure. of, like, what is life without Christianity? Sure. And exploring what it would look like and feel like. And... And okay. then I, I <laughs> so like what well, I I guess a part of it is if if that's the question, mm-hmm. what did you think about the things that um, y- you know occurred at a uh, youthquake? If I'm questioning if it's real, mm-hmm. then what did the brain do to the thing that occurred at a uh, youthquake? Like all the people being saved and stuff. All the you being saved. Oh oh like. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that kind of specific kind of a moment. I mean, that what occurred good question. in 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 the brain for that because that's kind of an undeniable moment, right? That the brain is having to choose whether or not to deny it. Yeah, and I think what had happened is that this all these doubts just came from me taking my eyes off God, mm-hmm. and also you know not having a structure to my faith like mm-hmm. i didn't know what i believed theology wise mm-hmm. okay. and all this stuff and but what helped and what really you know showed me and that was undeniable is just looking back at all the stuff that god had mm-hmm. done in my life and and like yeah that moment was pivotal like mm-hmm. it was undeniable and there's a bunch of other things too that like you know i failed to bring up but you know, and all these things, like, if you are having doubts, just look back at, mm-hmm. at your life and, and like, it's it's crazy. And yeah. then it also, all these things helped me build those that structure. So, like, right. I figured out slowly but surely, you know, started studying the Bible and, like, mm-hmm. what did I believe? You know, why is, is Jesus even real? You right. know, what? what happened back yeah. there like yeah. is there actual historical evidence and 
you know, found out, oh, there actually is. Okay. Um, it's, it's not that there's even a little... See, that's the thing about <laughs> arguments is, like, it's not even that there's a little bit of evidence. There is just a massive ton of historical evidence that a person mm-hmm. of Jesus was in existence. Yeah. And anyone that gets to the conclusion of he didn't even exist is like... No, you're just wrong. <laughs> even the enemies of Christianity go, no, he was real, though. I mean, game yeah. recognized game. Yeah. It's like... I, I don't know. I've, I've heard a few people do that. It's like, I don't even think Jesus was a real character. Yeah. Literally, everyone disagrees with you on that. I mean... And another thing that helped, too, like, is school, too. Mm-hmm. You know, is we were learning about all these philosophers mm-hmm. and, and science and all this stuff. And, like, the more I dug deeper into, like, what, you know, Plato and Aristotle mm-hmm. believed, it is crazy that, you know, people who are actually seeking after truth get really close. Like, yeah. Aristotle, you know, I I can't even get into this, but like mm-hmm. he basically, you know, found God mm-hmm. through just searching for him right. out of nothing, you right. know, like, and and God used him That's to the... do some great things in religion. Like he was Aristotle was the teacher for Alexander the Great. Yeah, and Alexander the Great is the reason that you know the Bible was able to be translated to mm-hmm. Greek, and you know explode yeah. in the Mediterranean. And so Is is Aristotle the astrologist? No, he's a philosopher. Who am I thinking of? Galileo? Galileo's Galileo. I think yeah. it was it was either I think it was him that their theology was actually pretty good, but their science was so much better that they're known for their science, but the theology yeah. was on point. They're like, No, I believe Jesus Christ just wanna he's great. Awesome. Yeah. Also, uh the earth is not the center of the universe. Boom, go. Like ah yep. oh! <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. like that yeah, I remember learning about him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's actually also a theologian, but like a way better scientist than he was a theologian. Yeah, but is only able to do that because of his founding in theology, which was kind of fascinating. Yeah. So anyway, sorry. I no, but, I mean I like it's Galileo. true. Like it's literally the more I dug deeper into like mm-hmm. actually searching for truth, not even to be honest, like mm-hmm. searching whether or not like Christianity. Mm-hmm is real but it was just proving that like christianity is real like yeah. all these things and it and that's how i knew it wasn't like it wasn't like me as a christian being able to like just like searching and being like oh this is that that lines up with what i believe okay i'll, right. I'll, I'll pick that and right keep that okay right yeah, not yeah, cherry that, picking yeah. right yeah it wasn't cherry picking it was like all this stuff in, yeah. in science like learning that about all these things and and how, like, there's this energy that holds everything together, and, like, all the scientists are like, oh, it's just this energy. And no one's like, what, what is it, though? <laughs> I was like... We're not calling it magic. Uh, yeah, is it Because we're magic? scientists. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's magic. You like, know, like, what yeah. is this energy? Where does it come yeah. from? And they're like, oh, it's just... It's just energy, it's you know. The force. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, Medical that has to be God, you know, like... Yeah. And all these things. So, like... Looking back in my life was probably the most impactful thing, though, mm-hmm. and and show like God showing me all these things mm-hmm. that He had done, and so like through that and through having these awesome classmates and and you know just <laughs> just the I got plugged in more at eleven twenty two and mm-hmm. you know it was yeah really going well at San Pablo and. And finally, like, getting plugged in with these right. guys and, you know, right. everything was just really meshing. And I right. was getting back to that, uh, you know, I was finally 
able to have some substance in, yeah. Yeah. in my life around me. And, yeah. And, and it was really good. And so, then... So it kind of sounds as if there was this balance between... Because it started off very emotional mm-hmm. and then got very... in. It, it it kind of attached to the brain a bit after that. Mm-hmm. Um, so when did the balance of that kind of occur, I guess? Because I, I don't think either of us think it's okay to camp in emotional Christianity and mm-hmm. uh, people that camp in purely thought-based Christianity are some of the most annoying people to talk to. Right. Sorry, that's a good that question. felt really that's the, that's felt more aggressive than I meant, but I'm not walking back. Like I said, I mean, that emotional wave was kind yeah. of the first half of my life. Yeah. And then the second half was really honestly, there wasn't a lot of emotion in it. It was mm-hmm. just logical. Like mm-hmm. I was searching, I was trying to answer these doubts and like, mm-hmm. and so it was, it was pretty much logical. And actually to be honest with myself, I hadn't really gotten to the golden years mm-hmm. yet. And that's coming up when, when I kind of found the balance, I want to say mm-hmm. like even even now, like where I am in my faith now, I want to say like that was better right. than where I am now, unfortunately. <laughs> um, which is like okay. as far as my balance of um, emotional and logical faith. Okay, if that makes sense. Okay, um, because it it was another kind of changing point. And that was the Bay Meadows campus opened up at um, mm-hmm. at eleven twenty two. Yeah, and they were you know asking kids and you know ask us to write down whether or not we would be going to Bay Meadows mm-hmm. and like put it in a bucket. <clears throat> and I once again I like felt like I just got settled mm-hmm. and I was like I don't want to go anywhere. Right, <laughs> like that's just you know putting myself in in this place where I would be just uncomfortable again mm-hmm. and and through through that you know i finally realized and my sister kind of convinced me too that like mm-hmm. it's time to we we need to go to bay Meadows. it's closer to where we live right we would be it's literally in that three community. minutes yeah. yeah it was like yeah it's the best <laughs> like in hindsight it was like yeah wow i can just drive there and it's like five minute drive right um and yeah, it was another kind of changing point, and I was like, okay, you know, like, I, at this point, there was a little bit of trust built up with me and God, and, mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, I think I can see this working out, and, you know, and I, and then, like, the shyness comes back, of course, like, anytime I'm yeah. in an uncomfortable situation, I just, yeah. like, don't talk, you know, don't build relationships. What do you think that's based in? I... I want to say I'm kind of getting there, but it, it's it's more just a, a lack of confidence in mm-hmm. who I was in Christ. Okay, and it wasn't really so I wasn't able to really hold my my shoulders up straight and know who I am. <coughs> right. But you know, I I made that transition and it went really really well actually, and and we became like this little family over there mm-hmm. it was a smaller youth group and and it was like it was just great you mm-hmm. know the youth pastor was awesome evan and uh and we you know they they had this student leadership program and one of the other student leaders convinced me to 
mm-hmm. um, join it, and that's really where I kind of my faith kicked off. Mm-hmm. In a because that was where that balance came in. You know, I, I I felt like I don't know really where the emotion emotional stuff came back in, but it did. And like, I but I mean, personally, from my perspective, I'd say, and I'm not trying to dictate your story. That was the part where it it started to become expressed. Right. Yeah. It it was the. I mean, there'd been years of pouring in that are good processing mm-hmm. questioning doing all these things that are important to do and uh, this is that first kind of opportunity to actually express that faith going out yeah um and 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 kind of taking that and in and pushing it to an ex- external outpouring mm-hmm. i guess yeah no i think that's yeah. actually that's a good point yeah yeah that was really the first time i uh <clears throat> kind of uh had a outward mm-hmm. kind of like felt like I was really mm-hmm. serving and like doing something that was actually impacting that I could see you right. know what I mean like youthquake yeah. I was still doing youthquake and I would say I kind right. of that picked up as well and I think that like serving it kind of just showed that that's really important yeah um because it and that's when like the the golden the golden years started. Mm-hmm. It was just not a perfect balance, mm-hmm. you know. But everything was going really well, and of course, everything like there's ups and downs. But like for the next two years, it was just really yeah, it was really great, you know. Like getting plugged in, you know, with the Bay Meadows, and we were really like just a family mm-hmm. there, and it was yeah. great. And, and I felt like, I mean, we all still talk on occasion today. Like it's never, it's not the same, but like, yeah, yeah, that was, it was really good. And for like the next two years, it was just really, it was really good. Mm -hmm. And I think we started the podcast somewhere in there. I think it was like. Started it, not 2016. Yeah. We started it. Seven, when I was 17. January 2017. Yeah. Because we specifically yeah. didn't want to cover the election. Yeah. And some things never change. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Or fe- uh, February, I think. Yeah, it, it track, is important. Yeah. That my, t- my time at when it was just one campus at Alumni mm-hmm. 2 was pretty short, to be honest. I didn't think yeah, about it. It, it, was w- like, it was very short. Like, I want to say just mm-hmm. five months. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, that's why it was really kind of whiplashy right. almost. Right. But like now, now during those those down times, um, mm-hmm. what became the 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 kind of, I mean, I, I mean, because there's spiritual peaks and plateaus. During the plateaus, where did you find, I guess, either comfort or or endurance in in being able to pursue God? Comfort and endurance comfort or endurance comfort or endurance um i mean because i mean i've had times and i'll go through them that um uh, it's it's called as oh i forgot what this dude's name is. i think it's bonifer he mm-hmm. calls it the dark night bonhoeffer? of of the soul bonhoeffer whatever i <laughs> i, I, I call it the dark a night of the soul mm-hmm. that it's it's that the brain understands everything about god and knows that he's present and everything just feels stuck in and just have to kind of you know put your head down and plow through it mm-hmm. um and in that 
a lot of people get there and think that they're wrong in their faith, but they aren't. It's just a season people go through. Um, did it, it, it comes off as, uh, there've been a few of those. Is there anything that kind of gave comfort during that or endurance through that? I mean, I think always just talking to people about what's going on Mm -hmm. and, you know, being honest with yourself. Like that's Mm -hmm. what's crazy now is like just looking back on everything and seeing how like you're kind of dishonest with yourself at some points and being able to look at it and figure out what you're really feeling. Right. But, you know, just having people in your life to talk to, Mm -hmm. having good community, um, you know, people pouring into you, whether it's sermons or stuff like that. Yeah. And I think that's really where, like, my my class and 1122 were just super, just, it was, yeah. it was a great blend. Yeah. And, I, <laughs> and it was just really, it was really good. Um, And I think that that's kind of what helps is yeah. just, like, everyone encouraging like read your Bible right. in the class, encouraging just to like, yeah, it's it was it was just a very unified like read your Bible not just to get it done, yeah. but to grow closer to God. And right. I want to say like during this is when I truly figured out like the meaning of the gospel too mm-hmm. in its fullest sense and just being in awe of that. Yeah. And and there's a safe place it sounds to to be able to say like, hey, I'm super not okay. Mm-hmm. And and then to have the protection of the community come up and 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 kind of hold arms up during the times of of being weak. Yeah, and but, I mean I would say yeah, you but that were... first step is you have to come out and say like I'm not okay. Yeah, um, I would say the number you know. one person I was able to do that with is you. Like, you know, me and Danny mm-hmm. are very much accountability partners, and like you know, I was very honest with you about things that mm-hmm. were happening and and with you know my friends and it, like this point in life friends were weren't just like friends you know as yeah. a kid like you're just kind of friends you don't talk about right. deep stuff it's you should like I it, mean, you, it, should. you don't think That's... about it as a kid though like yeah. you know what i mean yeah. it's just like you know you just deal with it <laughs> you, have play dates. Yeah, you have play dates yeah you have play dates <laughs> um and, but like now it was like we were becoming really mature, mm-hmm. and it sounds a lot like I hate to like kind of say that, but we, all of my classmates were really mature people. Mm-hmm. Like we grew together, sharpened mm-hmm. each other, to the point why like where we were by the time we were done with high school, mm-hmm. like I mean not tooting our own horn, but we are all intelligent. Um, mature and like very godly people and not like godly in a religious sense, but like we loved God Yeah, and it was important to us. I, I had a strong policy if I was ever going to debate a kid from classical conversation to make emotional appeals and fight dirty because as far as debate skills, y'all were on point. (laughs) Y'all didn't, y'all know how to handle if I start flinging dirt though. And I'm just like, if I'm going to win, I'm going to be like, I just feel like, and I just saw, I feel like your face is off. All your heads just like, oh, that's can't. And I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) I win. Yeah. Uh, But I'm a not functional human being and who always thought that was funny. Sorry, go ahead. 
And then the podcast came along, and mm-hmm. that was very influential in you know vocalizing. Yeah. Um, my my faith, mm-hmm. but like the confidence thing. Getting back onto that, you know, you mm-hmm. kind of brought that up earlier. You know, being shy. I, I'm still shy like today, but mm-hmm. in some in some scenarios. Uh, but really it came from like, this is, this sounds dumb, but like my hunched shoulders thing was like Mm -hmm. a real problem due to like a lack of confidence. Mm -hmm. And I remember my mom who's in a Walmart parking, parking lot, um, (laughs) on Hodges Mm -hmm. beach and Hodges, that that Walmart, that one. And and she was like, you know, I could tell she was just kind of like fed up with me. Just kind of like. Looking, <laughs> yeah. Hey everyone, I'm Caleb. <laughs> wow. Sorry. Wow. You, okay. I, I mean, um, you sounded like I love yeah, you. I, did. I had yeah. a very odd voice, but <laughs> but she was like, "Don't you know like who you are in mm-hmm. Christ? Like you need to stand with your shoulders back right. in confidence." And I remember that just kind of like resonating, like from that point on. I was like, "Wow!" Like mm-hmm. that. It was, yeah. it was like I felt. Yeah. Um, like God yeah. really spoke to me through that, and it was like a real thing. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like king. shoulders are dumb, but like no, no. I mean, it is important to walk in confidence. A, a children of the king stand with their head held up. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so she was like, "You, yeah, that's your child of the king yeah. acts like it." Yeah, you know, and and Gosh. I remember that just like I use that one <laughs> for many circumstances, and it just like rung in my head yeah. I was like okay that's wow okay hmm. yeah and I remember from that point on I'm intentionally trying to have better posture and better confidence and really and that's like once again that's hmm. when I finally was understanding you know the gospel that you know Jesus fulfilled the law mm-hmm. through love yeah. and and that we are no longer slaves to sin right and that we need to walk in his freedom. Right. Because he's already won. Right. And it's good. And like that changed me. And yeah. that was like when, you know, like I said, that's, that's why those were the golden years. It's because it was just mm-hmm. this like, you know, still a mix of, I want to say like childlike faith mm-hmm. and, and logicalness, like right. having stuff to back right. it up. It had a skeleton. Now it wasn't just right. Well, it's meat flopping around <laughs> learning to worship god in spirit and in truth i think is kind of the the balance of that and, and and to be fair i mean most of us spend our whole lives trying to figure out that balance and there's some days that that i need to be more emotional than other days and there are some days i need to be more intellectual than others and and i think although the balance is important the balance mm-hmm. is also dependent a, a ton on the context yeah. That that there are days of if I am listening to the emotional end of things, I'm going to fall and I have to fall back on truths that I know to be true. Yeah. And then there are other days that that truth well not that truth isn't truth, but that the 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 kind of um intellectual end needs to be protected by worshiping God in emotion mm-hmm. um, because if it I've watched people get stuck in their own head and overthink things overthink their faith get to that point of of 
of deconstruction because they've spent too much time in their own brain instead of trying to gain the mind of Christ. Yeah. And that's been a big part of these con- deconstruction stories is is that they, they've thought and thought and thought and thought and thought themselves out of Christianity. And that isn't to say that if I think about it hard enough, Christianity is false. It's mm-hmm. that they trusted in their own ability to understand the mysteries of eternity and mm-hmm. an infinite God yeah. and, and found themselves unable to do that and then just doubted God because of that. And I don't think that's fair Yeah. Um, or intellectually honest even. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's that. And and I think there there is a balance to strike between the heart and the head. Yeah. Um, that, you know, I haven't figured it out yet. And yeah, I, I mean, neither know. have I. Like, yeah. And that's that's the crazy thing. I mean, I, like, I'm still, I'm not, like, where I should be in my faith. And everything fluctuates. And it's, the thing about my faith now is that, like, it's just undeniable mm-hmm. to me that God is real. And and mm-hmm. that I want people to know that, like, it's serious to me. Yeah. Like, because it, I feel like when you talk about your faith, it's just such a up-in-the-air thing. Right. But, uh, right. like, it it is important to, like, we, we need to be serious about this, like, and I, I feel like that's what I struggle with nowadays, mm-hmm. especially working in a like a secular job area, yeah, yeah, yeah. and like not showing that enough of the seriousness. Like I, mm-hmm. I'm not just a Christian. Like I believe this with everything inside of me. Mm-hmm. Like I would die for right. this. You don't understand. Right. You know, like I will give my life for this. It. It's not. You know to right. to quote Kanye in his new album. Oof. All right. No. <laughs> I can't even remember the quote now. But it's it is like it's a mission. Yeah. Um not a show. Yeah, it's a mission yeah. not a show. And and it's just true yeah. because it 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 seems to, you know, people I can tell with, that don't have faith that it's it's just this this thing that makes you feel better. And right. It's all, it's all for yourself. Moralistic, therapeutic deism. Yeah. And it's, Quick way to kill faith. Yeah. It's, make it all about them. And it's not true. Yeah. Because it is very, it's never perfect. Mm-hmm. It never feels great all the time. No. Yeah. It's, it is something you work through. Mm-hmm. And it is something I believe with everything yeah. inside me. And it's serious. Yeah. Like, that's a good point that that just because a person's going through a hard time it doesn't mean God stopped being God or God stopped being true that's just part of following God I mean even in the Bible the the promise is you're gonna have a hard time mm-hmm. uh and and that's okay I mean I I just actually had a discussion on the book of Revelation and how people think it's this you know blueprint of the apocalypse or of 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 how the world blows up and ends and all that and it's not the whole thing is is best encapsulated by going, um, stuff's going to get bad, but praise the Lord anyway, because it, he wins in one word. Yeah. I mean, he comes out and says, I am, and it's over. Right. It is the most anticlimactic ending to a book I've ever read in my life. Yeah. Because it, I mean, I mean, even the whole Bible, all scripture is just, is no. And then it's done. Like, and yeah. that's it. And, and, and that's the kind of hope I can have 
in a god that's already defeated any everything anyhow. So yeah, what more? I don't have to do anything else. It's already defeated, and and I'm able to move on. So. Right. Um, but it's not going to be fun every time. It's going to be hard. But in the end, uh, this part of it's just a blink. And mm-hmm. then I have an eternity to enjoy the full presence of God. Yeah. And and kind of the other thing I've I appreciate it. I mean, especially on this podcast, we joke about a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um some might say too much stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um but whatever, it's our podcast, whatever. No, uh but the one thing we don't joke on is the gospel. Mm-hmm. Because to both of us that I'll, I'll joke about anything. I won't joke about the gospel because it's that important. It's it's that serious. And yeah. So I've I I don't know. I I appreciate that you don't goof and gaff the gospel because it's that important and it needs to be clear every time it's given. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean yeah. it's important, and and it's not like you know everything is so serious all the time. Mm-hmm. That's another thing. Is, yeah. Like faith is and being Christian is, it's not just this Nazi society, where we're all just like, yeah, super strict. Right. And we don't have to cry every time. Yeah. Yeah. And and I, like it, I I've gone through all the things that are kind of pivotal, but mm-hmm. my life has been God has blessed me with an awesome, awesome life, mm-hmm. and great friends throughout to have great times. Mm-hmm. And an awesome family and, you know, people who love me and it's just been great. Like, mm-hmm. I, yeah. I I, haven't had it easy in every area of life mm-hmm. and, and like, that's, I feel like I do have kind of a boring story compared to a lot of other people, but, uh, you know, it's still, it's my story mm-hmm. and yeah, God worked through it and absolutely. And I think, uh, yeah, it's I've just been super lucky and and like just to continue it on a bit like God is moving in mm-hmm. like every area of my life now. Like yeah. I I'm still at Bay Meadows and you know graduated high school and now I'm serving in student ministry there and it's cool to see mm-hmm. like the flip side of things and and I also like I skipped out on a whole whole different thing mm-hmm. me you know, feeling like I'm called the ministry because mm-hmm. I did an apprenticeship, a film apprenticeship right. at 1122. And, right. You know. I mean, I think that's a big part, though. The story isn't over yet either. It's still going. Yeah. So. Yep, it's and, still going. And that's kind of the the cool part of everyone's story is that the point that you're at is not the end because it keeps it keeps going. Yeah. So. But Caleb, I, I appreciate the story. Thank you so much for yep, taking the I didn't time. Bore you guys too much. No, nah, but... no, that was good. So, um, if anyone has questions, I we're we may depending on what questions come in, um, go ahead and ask us questions either on Facebook, Instagram at Nobody Special Podcast, uh, or or anything. Sorry, is is there anything else you want to cover? I just nope. jump right into. It. Okay, good. I'm good. Uh, I mean, I, I didn't touch everything, but yeah, you guys don't need to know everything. That's fine. <laughs> I'll ask about your darkest sin later. Um, yes. Yeah. What you really came to hear. Yeah. <laughs> the juicy bits. Uh, no, so please, if anyone has any questions they're interested in asking Caleb about a story or a- 
any of that, we'll kind of give these a week or two to simmer mm-hmm. uh, and maybe come back to it if there are enough questions. Um, if not, we'll try and email out or answer them in a messenger. But Nobody Special Podcast on Facebook and Instagram mm-hmm. or go to thegospelpost.com slash nobody special. There's a form at the bottom. Just send us an email, message, anything. We enjoy those a ton and we're yeah. getting better at checking them. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> my bad. Uh, also, we do have some fun changes coming down for a few things, not just for the, well, for Gospel Outpost, but those will become evident when I get to work, uh, yeah. which will be cool. Mm-hmm. So, um, but Caleb, I appreciate the story. So, I think that, though, is going to do it for us today. I'm Danny. And I'm Caleb. And we are Nobody Special. Nobody Special.